Rayvon Griffith committing to Cincinnati could be just the beginning as they get set for a move to the Big 12. That is leading off today's episode of Locked On Bearcats. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcast. If you're watching on the Locked On Bearcats YouTube channel, don't forget to subscribe. And you can also like and share a comment on this video if you're downloading this podcast from an audio platform, whether it be Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to like, share a comment, or give it a rating. All of that helps more Bearcats fans like you find this podcast. Alex Frank here with you on this Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022 Using all of my experiences from my days as sports director of the University of Cincinnati student-run media organization, Bearcast Media, and bringing all of the connections I have with those in the athletic department and who cover the team professionally here to this Daily Bearcats podcast. Coming up on today's show, Rayvon Griffith, a local four-star recruit, becomes the Bearcats' first commit for the class of 2023. There's one thing about Desmond Ritter that will serve him well in the NFL. And I'll tell you the player who I think is the most underrated player in this year's Bearcats draft class. But first, let's start with Rayvon Griffith, the number 47 player in the country per 24-7 sports. The top recruit in the state of Ohio has just committed to the University of Cincinnati, a four-star recruit. And if this is just the beginning, which I think it is, for the West Miller era in Cincinnati as they get set for a move to the Big 12, then sign me up. He's the first commit for the class of 2023, which means he's the first commit for the Bearcats in the Big 12 era. What a bang to start off with. So this could signify the start of the West Miller era. You get a commit who's a four-star local recruit. There's a potential five-star recruit in Isaiah Collier coming to Cincinnati. Remember how I said this program needed someone to change its trajectory. They needed someone like the Bearcats had Desmond Ritter. They needed someone like someone like the Bengals have in Joe Burrow. This could be the guy in Rayvon Griffith. And what's most and what stands out to me is the Bearcats are landing a recruit of this caliber at a time when the program is in is in uncertain times. There's uncertainty surrounding the program. There's uncertainty about the direction it's going in. I believe in West Miller. I think a lot of people do. Dan Horde tweeted um, something of affirmation about Wes Miller in regards to Rayvon Griffith, talking about how the program is in absolute good hands with Miller and the coaching staff. And I do believe that it will be. I, I think Wes Miller's the right man for the job. I also think that this team was in need of a talent infusion, and I think they got it this offseason. They're going to get it with Rayvon Griffith in 2023. But Rayvon Griffith can change the trajectory of this program. He can get it back to where it was prior to the John Brandon era. If it's been said that John Brandon single-handedly ruined the program, well, if that's true, then, and I, and I don't want to get into that, but Rayvon Griffith and what West Miller and the Bearcats are doing now, they have the opportunity to revitalize it. If John Brandon had ruined the program, they wouldn't be in this position. 
landing a four-star recruit of this caliber at a time when they are in very uncertain terms. Last year was a down year for the Bearcats by their standards. They finished 18 and what? 18 and 15. That's not their standards. 7 and 11 in conference play after being 6 and 5 or 6 and 4 whatever they were. They were off to a good start and then they pummeled to 8th in the conference in a mid-major conference that is. That's not Bearcats basketball. And Wes Miller knows that. That's why landing this recruit is so important. Timing is perfect here. Because the Big 12 is going to allow Cincinnati to keep recruiting like this. If they land a player like this coming off a down season, just imagine when they're winning and they're going to the tournament, what they can do. I admire Wes Miller's urgency here to build a contender. Showing last year was unacceptable. While also understanding, hey, there were some positives last year. The Bearcats played hard. I never felt like they got blown out by any team besides maybe Tulane the first time around. I never thought they got blown out. I never thought that they were out of any game. I thought they could beat anybody. Because I saw them beat Illinois by 20, and Illinois was a top 15 team. And I saw them take a top 15 team in Arkansas to the wire just just one day after. I saw it with my own two eyes. I saw that team. So now they have some transfer commits in Rob Finnessy, in Kalui Zepke, and Landers Nolly II. And now you have a commit waiting in the wings after next season. For the first season in the Big 12, you're going to have an offensive, a really good offensive player in Rayvon Griffith. Seventh highest player commit to Cincinnati in the 24-7 era. Higher than Jaron Cumberland in 2016. And Jaron Cumberland is one of the greatest Bearcats basketball players of all time. He's in the top 10 in scoring. So this is a huge, huge start to the Big 12 era for Cincinnati. This is telling me that Wes Miller is going to be the pilot for the Bearcats going into the Big 12. And next season becomes all that more important with this commit. You need to have success. I'm not saying that they have to you know, make an improbable run of the Final Four or have an Iowa State-esque turnaround this year. But I am asking for them to compete for an NCAA tournament berth. I am asking for them to establish momentum going into the Big 12. Because if they have another down year next year, more questions about the program are going to come. But I also understand that this is now Wes Miller's team. And I'm all in on what it can do. Coming up, the one thing about Desmond Ritter, this is, I mean, we are coming off the NFL draft, but I wanted to share my thoughts on Rayvon Griffith committing. By the way, uh, program alert, John Freeman, or I'm sorry, Aaron Freeman, excuse me. As I mentioned, host of Locked On Falcons will be on this show tomorrow. Russ Heltman, back again this week. He'll be on Thursday's show to talk about Rayvon Griffith and the Bearcats draft class. Uh, we're still efforting getting the voice of the Bearcats, Dan Horde, on potentially for Friday. Um, if that doesn't work out, we can potentially have John Garcia Jr. on Friday. So a lot happening this week with the guests on Locked On Bearcats, and I'm here with you. Again, using all of my experiences from my days as sports director of Bearcast Media, I knew established a lot of great relationships with the 
SIDs and athletic department members and even John Cunningham, the athletic director, and, of course, those who cover the team professionally like Dan, Mo Egger, Keith Jenkins, Justin Williams, and James Rapine, Russ Heldman, all those guys. Bringing all of that here. But going back to what I was saying, the one thing about Desmond Ritter that will suit him well in the NFL, I'm going to explain that next, but first I need it. Well, first we're going to switch gears and hear from some sponsors. Thanks again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcast. So the one thing about Desmond Ritter that I mentioned on yesterday's show was that his no-limits mentality, I believe, can best fit Atlanta's offense. I don't think Atlanta is going to do much with Marcus Mariota. There's a ceiling with him. There isn't one with Desmond Ritter. And I know there's not one because he went from being a high school recruit with just two offers to the quarterback of a group of five team in the college football playoff. You don't have limits if you're that. You don't have limits if you go into Indiana and Notre Dame in back-to-back games and win. You don't have limits when you become a Heisman Trophy candidate as a group of five quarterback. You simply don't. Desmond Ritter was the embodiment of the Bearcats punching above their weight class, even as doubters, even as impossible and realism crept in that they would not be a college football playoff team, never thought it would happen, and it did. Of all the programs that have had success as a group of five score, a mid-major school, which Cincinnati's not, Boise State, UCF, TCU, it was Cincinnati who became the first group of five team to play in college football's championship playoff. In its Super Bowl, Boise State never played for a national championship. UCF has never made the playoff. Cincinnati went to the college football playoff championship tournament. That's something that no other program can say at the group of five level. And a lot of that was due to Desmond Ritter. Now, Ritter did fall to number 74 in this year's draft class. I don't think it's because of anything that he possesses that teams did not like. I think it's just because the way this draft played out. You know, I I had many conversations with my assignment editor where I work down here in Macon, Georgia at WGXA. And the one thing he told me was the teams were looking for value in this year's draft. And if you could get a quarterback at a greater value than in the first round, you didn't have to pay him as much. And so the one thing that the Falcons have now is a quarterback in Desmond Ritter who who they can develop and evaluate this year. And if he turns out to be great, then they hit a home run, and that saves them some stress next season when they might have to find that franchise quarterback. If he doesn't work out, then they at least know they have the opportunity to find their franchise quarterback in 2023, and that Ritter and Mariota are bridge holders and placeholders for that this year. But, spoiler alert, I don't think Ritter's going to be that. I think Desmond Ritter is going to be the Falcons' starting quarterback sooner rather than later. Hell, it wouldn't shock me if he was the starter by week one. He should be. If you listened to the show yesterday, you know that I vehemently think that Desmond Ritter should be the starting quarterback. Dominique Foxworth of ESPN had this to say about Desmond Ritter, and quote, this feels like a steal. This guy's a potential starting quarterback in the NFL. To get that guy in the third round is a great acquisition. They're in position so that they can do it again next year if it doesn't work out. So at some point, he is clearly going to get a chance 
they don't have to rush him out there. We've said a number of times about the Falcons that they are clearly in rebuild mode when they traded away Matt Ryan so they can make their time developing him in the first year, and I think it's a great pick, end quote. By the way, let me tell you something. When teams are rebuilding, they're still trying to win in the NFL. You know how I know that? Look at the Bengals. When they traded, when they released Andy Dalton, signaling they were in rebuild mode, and when they drafted Joe Burrow, they were still trying to win. And oh, by the way, two years later, they were in the Super Bowl. So they, yes, they were rebuilding, but they were trying to win. The Falcons are still trying to win. Every team in this league is to win. I've never believed in tanking. Never. The Jaguars have not tanked. They're just a bad franchise. They're just a bad franchise. They were a bad team last year. The Dolphins were not trying to tank in 2019. You know how I know that? Because they went 5-3 over their final eight games that season. Brian Flores is a 5-11 head coach. There was talk of him being coach of the year in the NFL. The New York Jets in 2020, when they were 0-13, won two of their final three games. They weren't tanking. No team in the NFL is trying to tank. And like I said, the Falcons roster offensively, I like. You have Cordero Patterson as a versatile Swiss Army knife running back. You've got Drake London. You've got Kyle Pitts. And you have a head coach who is offensive driven. There is talent on this offense. And I look at what Desmond Ritter can bring. And I look at who Desmond Ritter, I look at the receiving cores and offensive skill groups that Desmond Ritter played with when he was at Cincinnati. And I think about how he how he's not going to be able to make it work in Atlanta. I look at the I look at the skill groups he had. 2018, it was Michael Warren at running back. It was Khalil Lewis, Rashad Madaris, and Josiah DeGuara at you know receiver and tight end. And I think about um, Thomas Geddes was a wide receiver too. 2019 kind of fell off a little bit, but you still had guys like Josh Wiley emerge, Bruno LaBelle. DeGuara, of course, was a stud in that 2019 team third-round draft pick uh, the following spring to Green Bay. 2020, it was Michael Young Jr., transfer from Notre Dame. It was Jay Sean Jackson. It was Josh Wiley and Leonard Taylor. It was Jaden Thompson. And then this past year, it was Tyler, of course, Alec Pierce all these years. Second-round draft pick, it was Tyler Scott last year as well. It was Jaden Thompson. It was Leonard Taylor, Josh Wiley, Trey Tucker. He's had good skill groups, and Jerome Ford is his running back. He's had good skill groups to work with. So who's to say he can't make it work with this skill group in Atlanta? The one thing about Ritter that will serve him well in Atlanta, and I've kind of danced around, and I kind of didn't mention this off the top as I teased it going into this segment, so apologies there. The one thing about Ritter that will serve him well in the NFL is that the doubts will fuel him because he knows no limits. He was doubted throughout college. He was doubted in high school when he, when he was recruited. ESPN had his over-under a 30-and-a-half on where he would get drafted. He doesn't know any limits. You don't know limits when you take a group of five team to the college football playoff. You don't. And I think about, all, and I think about great quarterbacks in the NFL who don't know their limits. They know no limits. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Josh Allen. All these quarterbacks that keep that keep coming up with these mind-blowing plays week after week, they don't know any limits. They're trying, they're willing their teams to win games. Matthew Stafford and the Rams offense this past season knew no limits. Cooper Cup won the wide receiver triple crown shattering records at wide receiver. 
you are telling this is the NFL is a no limits league. If you want to win in this league today, you have to be able to be a dynamic quarterback and you have to have an explosive offense. Atlanta can, I believe, with Desmond Ritter. Yes, they're in rebuild. No, their offensive line's not very good. But at the same time, they drafted a quarterback who's third all-time in wins. And you can insert Desmond Ritter, and you never know what you might get. His first game, he might go for, excuse me, 350 and four touchdowns. And if he does that, you realize, hey, we got our guy. There's nothing to lose here about Desmond Ritter. You know what you're going to get if you put in Marcus Mariota. Probably a 500 team. That's not going to be very dangerous offensively. But you put in Desmond Ritter and you force teams to have to film study for him when there's not going to be much of it already, that's going to be a problem for teams in the division. It's going to be problems for other teams you face in the NFL. Heck, the Bengals face the Falcons this year. We'll see how that goes. Desmond Ritter will work his ass off to win the starting job and once he wins and once he wins the starting job i can see atlanta fully embracing him i really can that's the one thing desmond ritter will have going for him as he starts his career with the falcons in the nfl up next i'll tell you who i think is the most underrated member of this bearcats draft class but first I got to tell you about betonline.net because it is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information from live betting to the playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. This Bearcats draft class is historic, and I think that every player can make an impact on the teams that they went to. But in particular, I think Brian Cook, who was kind of a, who was an underrated player on last year's team, you didn't really talk about him when you when you talked Bearcats football with your buddies at a bar. You talked about Sauce Gardner, Desmond Ritter, Kobe Bryant, and yeah, Alec Pierce as well. Maybe you didn't mention Brian Cook. You probably didn't, but he was an absolute glue to that team because he fortified the secondary. It was his playmaking abilities. He had the interception against Indiana that that saved the Bearcats and kept them in the game at a time when they were reeling and struggling in that game. He had an interception against Alabama that gave them the opportunity to unthinkably down just 17 to six, make it a one score game late in the third quarter. That's what Brian Cook did for Cincinnati, fortified a already an already great secondary. He's got a chance to do that now in Kansas City. Now that we know Tyron Matthew is headed to the New Orleans Saints, that's a big hole in a, in a Chiefs secondary that, quite frankly, is not very good. They have some notable players. Juan Thornhill, um, Legereus Sneed, Charvarius Ward. They have some players. They're just not very good. But Brian Cook can fortify that. For Steve Spagnuolo's defense. Steve Spagnuolo's had some great secondaries over the years. You remember his secondaries with the Giants. Corey Webster, Aaron Ross, Sam Madison, uh, James Butler, all those players. But you can now you can make an you can make an impact in a division 
That includes Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr as quarterbacks. And you're going to be going up against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense every day in practice. You can blitz against teams who also offensive, whose offensive lines I don't think are very good. I don't see I don't see anything that scares me in Denver's offensive line. The Chargers offensive line is a mess, and the Raiders offensive line is not very good either. So you can blitz quarterbacks that way and keep offensive lines honest. You can, you know, in a pass-happy division, I mean, quarterbacks in this division are throwing the ball 40 times a game. You know Russell Wilson is. You know Justin Herbert is. Heck, your own quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, will be. Derek Carr could be too, especially now that they have Devontae Adams. So this clearly is a huge addition for the Kansas City Chiefs. Huge traffic. They sensed, okay, we're going to lose Tyron Matthew. Let's go get a safety we know we can groom. We don't have to rush into the game. Brian Cook is that player. I think he is. I think he can step right in and make an impact for the Kansas City Chiefs defense. It's a leaky secondary, but he can quickly emerge into being a star in it because of his dynamic playmaking ability. Because of his ability to both play in coverage, create turnovers, but also rush the quarterback, keep offensive lines honest, the protection schemes honest. In a division where turnovers could be everything in divisional matchups, if Brian Cook can create those, that's going to help the Chiefs win some very important games. Chiefs next year are going to be facing the Raiders twice. The Raiders right now are my pick to win the division. But Brian Cook, if he can make a play in those games, I think can easily become a star and a huge piece to that Kansas City Chiefs defense as the Chiefs look to show that, hey, we lost Tyreek Hill, we lost Tyron Matthew, but we're still here and we're still a formidable force in the AFC. All right, that's going to do it for me today here on Locked On Bearcats. Don't forget Aaron Freeman, host of Locked On Falcons, joining me tomorrow to talk about Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. We'll get a perspective from the ATL. Um, don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's, N-N-A-T-I. You can also follow me on Instagram, alexfrank 9 underscore, or email me at alex3frankiegmail.com. Thanks for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen every day. Now, get all of your daily Big 12 news in less than 30 minutes with Big 12 expert Josh Neighbors, Locked On Big 12. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget, if you watch this episode on our Locked On Bearcats YouTube channel, to subscribe, and then like and share a comment on the video. If you are downloading from an audio platform, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast, don't forget to like, share, comment, and give it a rating. Rating, excuse me. All of that helps more Bearcats fans like you find this podcast. I'm Alex Frank for the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and I will talk to you with Lockdown Falcons host Aaron Freeman tomorrow.